Hi, and welcome to Western Rite Conversations, a podcast where two friends and converts discuss living their Orthodox faith in an unorthodox world. Here are your hosts, Karen and Stephanie. Hello, listeners. In this next podcast, Stephanie and I have a discussion, and we're really vague about some things. And we intentionally did that out of respect and privacy for people involved in the situation. It was a very tough decision to make to decide to go ahead and publish the podcast. After recording it, we debated, should we, shouldn't we? Really didn't know what to do. But after I listened to it a few times, I thought, no, we need to have this conversation and we need, we need to be able to speak the truth in love and not hide behind pain. And so we decided to publish it. That said, here's our conversation. O heavenly King, O comforter, the spirit of truth, who art everywhere present and fillest all things, treasury of blessings and giver of life, Come and abide in us, and cleanse us from every stain, and save our souls, O gracious Lord. We come today with very heavy hearts, and this podcast is not planned in any way, nor do we have a format or an outline, but we are in the aftermath of a tragedy that we need to discuss. A member of our parish is no longer with us. And we just found out today. And it's so heavy. The sadness is so heavy. I don't know how much I'm going to be able to say. They took their own life. And so it's just more of a shock, an unexpected shock and loss. And what do we do with that as Orthodox Christians? It's hard when you feel like there's so much, there was so much more to their life. Life. Right. And it doesn't make sense. And I think a lot of people would be angry at God right now, right? I I don't feel that way. Do you feel that way? No. 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 But I can imagine... I'm having to step back and think about how maybe I would have thought years ago or how maybe people outside the church would be thinking right now and remind myself that a large number of people would be angry at God. How could he let this happen? Right. How could a young life be taken? There must not be a God or he must not be good if this happens taken before their time yeah 
guess it's a testament to our faith and our love for God that we aren't thinking that way, right? And we must be grateful for that mm-hmm. and give thanks for that. That my mind hasn't gone there once. Right, right. I think we've both been focused on prayer Yes. for that person. Again, first and foremost. Again, where do, where else can you turn when you're at this point? I, you can, as Christians, for us, I I've. There was only one place to turn. That's, that's right. It. That's it. Immediately to God. Right. Immediately, I went to God for comfort and understanding, and guidance, Same. and love and direction. And, right. And to pray to him to save the soul of the person that is lost. Right. Always. And we haven't told our kids yet. Right. And we have to. That's going to be a hard conversation. If you didn't know this person personally, how do you think the conversation would go with your kids? If I think it would be a lot more matter of fact, you know, um, people are born and people die every day. And my kids are they're they're very well adjusted to that thought mm. or that idea and but to have someone you know be gone you know someone who's there one moment you you know and you may not have talked to them or seen them for a long time but, or even for just a short while. But to know someone was there. A life that you point. interacted with. Yes. They were there. And then the next moment, you find out that they're not. And it's so severe. And, and even us, we know. Mm-hmm. You know, as adults, we know and we talk about it and we're aware that death right. comes. Right. And yet it's still just... And as Orthodox, we, we're, we're very... Hmm, we're supposed to be aware mm-hmm. of our mortality. Mm-hmm. We are. We have to be reminded of it always. And I I, um, I think about it mm-hmm. a lot. It's we not do. something I don't want to think about. I don't want to live in a happy bubble. I think about my own death. Mm-hmm. I think long and hard about losing the people around me and what that will be like for me. I know that that's a reality. It's still such a shock, though. Losing your life at your own hands is, it's a different kind of loss. Mm-hmm. 
minutes. We have much to pray for and not much to say because there's just not much to say. If anything, this must motivate us to live the gospel and preach the gospel. The time is so short. Because we are running out of time. Time is so short. We're here one day and we're gone the next. Whether it's from sickness or whether it's from your own hands or whether it's from accident or whether it's Any number of things. Any number of causes. So what I shared with you earlier, th uh, if this doesn't confirm, um, so I was saying how I always, you know, every couple days or once a week, whatever it is, share something with you and another woman in mm -hmm. our parish, something orthodox, something right. something right. scriptural, something yes. encouraging, some sort of a word, an icon, something I've learned, something about the faith. And I always share that with the two of you because I know that you share my same faith with mm -hmm. me. We share the same spirit, the same mindset. So you're my. it's safe for me to do that. It's safe. And I... I don't do that mm -hmm. with my other friends outside the church. We don't. And we talked about that before. And I believe we talked about it earlier um, at another time. Was about fake speak or, you know, right. not being authentic in our faith with everyone. Just because we're with our Orthodox friends or our Christian friends, we might speak a different way. Right. Then we speak to our friends who are not Christian or who are not Orthodox. And why is that? There is a safe space among a community of believers to talk about your faith and to talk about what's really authentic in your heart and spirit. Mm -hmm. There's a safe space for that in the church. And so we take advantage of that and we share what what we know will will be well received even you know it won't be thank you so much for sharing that with me when i send those things to you yes I'm it's like, always amen amen praise god like, keep it ouch coming. that hurts but keep it coming <laughs> right that's real and so it's easy to send to you and share with you and it and it does help it's not it's not it is for good as well but right Absolutely. Like I said to you earlier, why am I not sharing this with other people? If it benefited me, if it benefited our other sister, why would it not benefit the body or the world? Or the world. Or someone else who may need to hear it. The gospel is good for everyone. Hmm. Right. And so that's why I made that decision last week of why the heck am I doing this? Why am I sending only to you? 
Right. I have all these other relationships yes. and these other friendships, and That's I'm right. not sharing right. the truth with them. The truth of the I'm gospel. I'm keeping it a secret for myself. How are they ever going to know if it's not for me to share? Absolutely flipping selfish. And I mean, I for us to do that. Or fear of being rejected or fear, fear of, of being seen as a Jesus freak or and changing the relationship. Right. Anything. Bible thumper. I don't right. know what. Whatever. Come up with in, your anybody, choice insult. Your choice insult <laughs> for a believer in Christ. But it is that real. And so I made that decision. And I said to three or four people that I communicate with regularly, this is what I've been doing. I've been sending stuff to my two of my friends, and I haven't been sharing it with you. And if I love them enough to do it, yes, then I love you enough to share as well. And so I'm going to send you these things that may seem like they're coming out of left field and you can do with them as you please. And Father talked about today about loving people. You may not like someone, but we are called to love mm. people. And we these, are part of the human race. But these are people I do like, right? And these are and they, right, right. So, so whether you like them or whether you don't like them, you you really care about people. If we really care about people, and we sh- we do, we do, we are called to as Christians. We're called to really care about people, and if we really do, we need to be sharing the love of Christ, the good news of Christ. That's right. And because it is good news, and in such a hard time that we're in right now. We need that hope. Yeah. And so others need that hope. If they're in a dark place where they don't know Christ or they're not in they're not in full communion or in a relationship with Christ. They they're we've said this before when we've gone through hard times in our lives. How were we ever able to get through those times without Christ? I can't imagine getting through anything that I've ever had to go through, real, without Christ. And here I've been keeping it all to myself. Shame on me. Shame on me. Shame on us. And that ends. And we're going to hold each other accountable. And I'm going to continue to send my friends... Icons and St. John Chrysostom quotes, even if it scares the living crap out of them and they wonder what happened to their friend <laughs> because. Because maybe I am a Jesus freak. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and we we're, we're sitting here in the aftermath of a tragic death. Right. If this doesn't drive us to act, what right. will? Right. These people are experiencing this type of tragedy every day. That's right. And we're in their life to offer them a way out. We the have hope of Christ. Of love. Peace. That that has no that has no rationality. The peace that surpasses. Yeah. Yeah, we need to act. And we need to hold each other accountable. Because it's life and death. It's real. Um, I was 
so funny how God just, I don't know why it's so shocking and surprising every day, but I'm all, every day I'm amazed, like, oh, look, there he is again, lining things up. Mm. There he is again, just confirming everything. Each mm -hmm. step is laid out before me. Mm -hmm. The direction is always there. As long as I continue to act in obedience, it just shows itself. Mm -hmm. It's like stepping across a pond and there's lily pads yeah. perfectly placed. Right. Underneath right where my feet are going to go next, mm -hmm. big enough to hold my gigantic foot, <laughs> and they just surface, and I just walk forward in obedience and faith, and obedience and faith. And so I was um, thinking about and, and in prayer over my marriage, and feeling frustrated that I always have to take the lead. And be the leader mm -hmm. and direct it. Right, and, right, you know, right. especially spiritually, why am I in this place of being the spiritual leader? It's mm -hmm. not right. It's mm -hmm. not the proper order. Mm -hmm. And, I and was, I've been there. Uh, and I was listening to a sermon and the priest was talking about November 30th, which just happens to be my anniversary. This is really following my frustration and following my prayer to God. The first thing I listen to is this sermon, and he brings up November 30th, and I'm, he has my attention. Of course. I'm like, okay, that's my <laughs> wedding anniversary, and he says, it's the feast day of St. Andrew, first called. I was like, darn it. First called. First called, like called to act. And I'm like, that's me. That's yeah. me. Right. right. If all the arrows, I don't... I feel like I'm in Vegas. <laughs> Neon lights are flashing everywhere. Karen. Hello. I'm calling you to right. act first in all things. Yeah. Really, it couldn't be more clear to me. Right. You might not like it and it might be out of order. But that's but your calling. I am now. asking you every day in all ways to act first and to do the right thing. And so we are called, I am called, I'm not going to speak for you, but I know that you are too, <laughs> to act. Yes, we are, we are called to and act. And to take what we learned today very seriously and use it for action, for good. Use it for good. Use it for the good news. It can't go to it, waste. It can't be all for pain. It's not all for pain. It feels like it right now. Right. That's... But it's not. There's hope in all this. There's love in all this. And it's up to us to demonstrate that. If we fall apart, not that we don't fall apart and we don't feel no, sad, cause... but if we lose hope and we don't act in love, what does the world see I... in this loss? Right. What does the world see? Because I've been going between falling apart and being together and falling apart all day. Yeah. No, there's a falling apart that happens because we're sad. Right. And because it's a tragedy. Right. But if the world doesn't see us taking refuge and solace in Christ, we aren't doing our job. Right. That's all the hope is left. And so, so I mean... I'm trying to think, what would I say to my kids right now? Right. 
This is such, uh, it's amazing how this, it's amazing how God can use a circumstance and you can be so far removed from that circumstance or up close. Right. And yet it's designed to fit into your life so perfectly and everybody else's lives that it impacts so perfectly for wherever they are spiritually mm -hmm. to lead them to that next place. Right. Don't you think that's amazing? We've been talking about our kids and letting them make decisions and and raising them in the faith and you know sending them off into the world. Mm -hmm. And now we have this conversation with them that I mean we can't say too much about what happened, but it's a real conversation that they need to be aware of so that they too can, their faith can be strengthened in this. And they can go forward experiencing this loss at just, and somehow just the right time in their life and the circumstances of their life and the circumstances of this loss glorifying God. It's, it's, I can see how it's, it can speak to them mm -hmm. where they are right now and decisions that Absolutely. that they're going to be making Absolutely. in the near future right. personal decisions. That's right. Do you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. That was a long way of me to try to say it. <laughs> no. We know that hard times will come for everyone in life and at different times of their lives. And so we know, we know our kids will experience, they have experienced loss mm. personally, and they will experience loss again. And choices. So many choices lie ahead of them. Mm -hmm. And we want them to choose faith always and to choose Christ first. You mentioned, did you mention the direction? Um, there. The direction for themselves that they were I don't, I don't remember what you said earlier that all of a sudden has left me but I was thinking about um, what we do with our lives and the decision we make so we make obviously the decisions we make but um I just, I played a teaching for my kids recently mm. and in a roundabout way, I'm trying to get to saying that um, a friend of mine sent me um, a teaching that I listened to and she said, this would be, this would be really powerful for teenagers. Mm. 
And it was about direction. It was about um, making decisions and what controls your life. Mm. Right. And um, basically you have the choice of what's going to control your life. And it's a decision that needs to be made every second of the day. Every second <laughs> of the day. Every second of the day. I was just thinking, as Orthodox mothers, we have to have a conversation with our children, right? And let them know that a life has been lost. And what a difficult conversation that is to have. But we also get to have a conversation with them that not all mothers are going to have with their kids in this situation. And that is that Christ is there in this. And we can give them, again, that gift and knowledge of who Jesus is. And the love that he has and the forgiveness and the compassion and the healing and all that he has to offer in this. I pity the mothers that can't offer their children that. We have so much to pray for. And it's so important. We can't take it for granted. I don't think we do. I sometimes I'm concerned I do. What do you take for granted? Time? The time and the necessity and the commitment to prayer and to relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Which is so essential for that divine order, mm-hmm. or that divine guidance. Yes, it really is. Part of that order and that guidance is obedience and hearing. Yeah, and being in a relationship. Right. And I was in a place for a long time of just one one foot in, one foot out. Mm-hmm. And you can stay in that place, and it feels okay. It it, it it feels okay. It feels okay. You you have been deceived to think you're in a decent place. Mm-hmm. This is okay. It's... I'm, I'm, you're kind of half, you know, you're half in with a prayer. You're you're not that committal. You sort of get it. You might do it once in a while. But you go to church and you're doing good things and you can really settle into that place and mm-hmm. pat yourself on the back and think, "Well, 
I got a lot on my plate, but I'm, I'm doing, doing okay. I'm doing all right. Yeah. I was there for years. That's a lukewarm place to be. Years. That's a lie. I anyone, just want to let you know that's a lie. Anyone like lukewarm coffee? <laughs> <laughs> Iced or hot, please. <laughs> no, that is a lie. That is a total lie. And I stayed in that place of deception for many years of thinking that that was good enough. That was okay. It's not okay. I'm here to tell you it's not okay. It's not right. It's a lie. And it will keep you away from the fullness of Christ. It kept me away. It kept me, ugh, not a good place. What is required of us is to be vigilante. Yeah. Every moment in prayer, every moment choosing the right choice mm -hmm. and, and seeking that divine order. It's so true. And God, man, he just, he lines it all up. He just, like the cards, like at, at the yeah. dealer, I don't gamble, but I, you know. You see it on TV? Yeah, they swing those things around. Like he orders it up. He lines it up. And it is so crystal clear since I have become committed in my prayer life, my world has changed. Dramatically. I am not living the same life You're I not was the living. Same person. You're not the same person. Four months ago. Right. Or four years ago. Well, yeah, definitely not four years ago. <laughs> I've heard so many times, oh, there's power in prayer, there's power in prayer, there's power right. in prayer. And I was just like, oh, yeah, whatever. No. Live it and walk it? Live it and walk it? Whoa, baby. Like, I see now how the Red Sea was parted. Mm, Things gosh. can happen. Wow. Really, honestly, it's mm -hmm. amazing. Yes. Our kids need to, because we're talking to them. <laughs> right. Get on your knees and do it. And trust me when I say your life will be changed in an instant. Mm -hmm. It took, what, one day for me? One day. When I, that first day of dedicated, committed prayer. Mm-hmm. Orthodox prayers, not right. my own prayers, right? Because I'm done with that. I'm done with my own prayers. There's no room for it anymore <laughs> in my own life, right? You know, they give you a little a little break in the prayer where you can mm -hmm. like add your own, insert right. own, right? <laughs> so you can slip your own in there. But no, when you really commit, when I commit, I'm, it was overnight, Stephanie. Wow, overnight there was wow. a change. Huh? That's beautiful. Yeah. And you don't want to get off that train. No, you don't. Ever. I've, I've been on it. It's it's awesome. But so we're speaking to our kids who are Orthodox and they know they know the prayers. They've read them. They have the book. Mm -hmm. They may not say them vigilantly. Mm -hmm. They're probably not. Um But I'm sure, you know, at some point someone may hear this and and feel some kind of way about prayers that are written. You read the same thing over and over again. What what power is there in that? Mm -hmm. I used to think that. Did you? Um, I'm coming from a tradition that would say that or that would, would 
critique prayer in that. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not there anymore. But were you ever there? I would say that maybe in the back of my mind, I still had that that teaching that said, you know, these are rote prayers and mm-hmm. they're not mm-hmm. they're not sincere. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I was there. I thought it was totally for the birds. Okay, didn't want any part of it. Mm-hmm. It was like, great, one more thing to do. Want, want, want. <laughs> Yeah, didn't yeah. like it, didn't want it, right. rejected it. Right. One thing I think about the beauty of those prayers is that there are many times where you don't know what to pray. No. Particularly where we are today. You don't know what to pray, you don't know what to say. And and I'm still I still pray from my heart. Mm-hmm. Or pray for you know, or pray my own words, but but I find such peace, and in in saying the Orthodox prayers, and knowing that the the prayer need or the the prayer concern that I have is being addressed before God. Mm-hmm. As I even as I read those prayers, and well, put it this way: if you you don't think there's any power in, or you think like I did, I just really was like not into it. That's what I was wondering: like, how did did you feel about it before? I thought it was a pain in the butt. I did. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is annoying. I don't want to do it. It sounds, it doesn't sound genuine. Mm-hmm. It, it was one more thing to do, one more chore mm-hmm. in the faith. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I just, they repeat themselves a lot. Mm-hmm. Like you got to say, Lord, have had mercy 12 times. Mm-hmm. I was like, what is this? You know? Yes. But when you do it, this is the difference. Okay, fine. Think what you want. But right. when you do it and the power shows itself you're a believer sister <laughs> i'm a believer now so knock it all day long like anything right. else right like yeah. like anything in like life anything else exercise drinking water mm-hmm. whatever it is you don't want to do it but when you do it and you see the change you know in the discipline and the obedience and now and you see the power of it now it's all i want I will not waste my time anymore mm-hmm. with other prayers. Mm. This, to me, I know this. these are the prayers. These are the prayers that move mountains. Mm-hmm. These are the prayers that were given to us by the church fathers, right. by our Lord himself. These right. are the prayers that change everything. So I don't, I'm not wasting my time anymore with some diddly right. little nonsense. I want, if I want to move a mountain, if I want to part a seed, this is where I go. Amen. This is it. It's all. That little red prayer book. If tattoos were allowed, <laughs> tattoo that. I just read it right off my arm. What I found is that you say them enough, they become tattooed on your heart. On your heart. Yep, exactly. Amen to that. They do. 
They really do. You say them in your sleep or you, you know, you say them. I, the, it's like a refuge too. Like you go to it and it feels like a refuge. Mm -hmm. Right. There's divine order in it. And that's what I want in my life. Amen. If nothing else, it's that, that order and that clarity that only God can give. So we should close in prayer mm-hmm. for the deceased and for everyone affected. For everyone affected. Okay. The struggle is for so much for those left behind. It is. Isn't it always? So I think because I want to pray for all, and I'm looking at the Orthodox prayers, <laughs> I better be after that <laughs> little soapbox session. <laughs> I'm going to say a prayer in times of trouble. Followed by a prayer for the deceased. And these are found on, we find them, on the Antiochian Orthodox Church website. Yep, Antiochian.org. And then they have a prayer section. So let's begin. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. O God, our help and assistance, who art just and merciful, and who heareth the supplications of thy people, look down upon us, a miserable sinner. Have mercy upon us, and deliver us from this trouble that besets us, for which I know I am deservedly suffering. I acknowledge and believe, O Lord, that all trials of this life are given to thee for our chastisement when we drift away from thee and disobey thy commandments. Deal not with us after our sins, but according to thy bountiful mercies. For we are the work of thy hands, and thou knowest our weakness. Grant us, I beseech thee, thy divine helping grace, and endow us with patience and strength to endure thy tribulations with complete submission to thy will. Thou knowest our misery and suffering, and to thee, our only hope and refuge, we flee for relief and comfort, trusting to thine infinite love and compassion, that in due time, when thou knowest best, thou wilt deliver us from this trouble and turn our distress into comfort, when we shall rejoice in thy mercy and exalt and praise thy holy name, O Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, now and ever, and unto ages of ages. Amen. Into thy hands, O Lord, we commend the souls of our brother and beseech thee to grant him rest in the place of thy rest, where all thy blessed saints repose and where the light of thy countenance shineth forever. And we beseech also to grant that our present lives may be godly, sober, and blameless, that we too may be made worthy to enter into the heavenly kingdom 
with those we love but see no longer. For thou art the resurrection and the life, and the repose of thy departed servants, O Christ our God. And unto thee we ascribe glory, to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, now and ever, and unto ages of ages. Amen. Amen. Oh